Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Onside podcast. Uh, so I took a little bit of uh, reflection in terms of looking at how the podcast has been going so far and uh, I've decided to make a few changes. One, the podcast will be shorter than the usual uh, you know 30 to 40 minute time slot because I just think that uh, it's better to kind of condense the best parts of the interviews with I have with guests and then just give you like a more uh, shorter version which will be much more useful. uh you know to share and just to consume um on a day on you know whenever you need it um so um also i'm planning to have a few more podcasts to be added to this current one where i trying to target fans and just get their views on what's happening in the game around them their favorite clubs and just their views on players etc so um i think that's going to come probably in the next week or so so stay tuned for that Um in the latest episode I speak with Nishan Patel who's the co-founder of AFK Gaming uh, an e-sports content platform um I took this interview a few months back and uh, recently AFK Gaming has raised around $200,000 in pre-series A funding from Inflection Point Ventures uh, so congrats to Nishant and AFK for pulling that off um and uh, yeah I hope you enjoy the podcast so yeah let's go So, uh, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, can you just give a little background about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Nishan. I'm one of the co-founders of AFK Gaming. I have studied my BCom from HR uh, Mumbai. Uh, I graduated in around 2010. Worked in finance for a little bit. Worked well finance. When I say finance, I worked in stock broking for a while. Mm-hmm. From there, I went on to industry research with Care Ratings, and then I jumped into entrepreneurship with AFK Gaming. um while days were spent working office jobs nights were spent gaming playing competitive video games weekends were spent going to tournaments across the country uh being a pro gamer and really that's that that was the core business that uh, or rather the core field where i chose to start my business and that's really the inception of afk gaming so uh, when you say you were a pro gamer were you part of a team or was that an individual thing you did no i was part of a team uh, back then we played this was pre 2012 we played dota competitively in the country So um, where all did you all go? We uh we were primarily traveling across India itself, uh Bangalore, Chennai, etc. There were back then esports wasn't a thing. It was just yeah. you know people coming and playing video games in LAN cafes. You pay five hundred bucks as an entry fee and you cash out based on how many people have signed up for the tournament. Once in a while you would have a sponsor and then you know if you got a fifty thousand rupee tournament in Hyderabad, mm-hmm. everyone from across the country was getting in a train and traveling. That was really the industry that we were operating in. And then how did you find that experience? Like was it something extremely competitive? was it something which you really enjoyed you know doing or was it something that you found very daunting or something very difficult at first no it was actually fun cuz i mean think about it like this we were basically college ki- college kids right most college kids would spend their time going out and you know either playing traditional sports or going for parties at nights and such we were a bunch of nerds we'd get together in a gaming cafe play video games and really yeah. from there uh, you know the extension of that was going to another city to do more of the same It wasn't daunting at all. It was just really exciting, and it was a good way for you know a college kid to go traveling around the country. And I don't know now that it's much more professional. But you know, back at that time, was it were there people who were like professional gamers, or they were just mostly people who would do this you know part time? Um. So the definition of a professional gamer changed over the years. Back then, if you were a professional gamer, it meant that you could essentially compete in the top one or two, one one to three teams in the country. Okay. Now the definition of a professional gamer, you know, if I had to say, it was something. It's something like you know someone that gets paid a salary to compete. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, in a sense, we were professional gamers back then, but not by today's definition, no. Okay. 
so what have you seen at least in your experience like change in the last say 5 to 10 years in esports oh a lot um everyone's gotten better at video games that's that's the given um people are moving out of lan cafes and into their homes to play and then the evolution of that which you've seen over the last 2 years is people moving from pcs and consoles to mobile devices mm-hmm. i'd say that's the biggest uh, you know change that's happened in the industry so then when you say moving to mobile consoles is it particularly the games is it because of the games is it, i think it's because of like pubg and stuff like that they moved to the console right like it's think of it like this previously if you wanted to be you know an esports professional or you wanted to be a pro gamer you you were limited by the fact that either you didn't have a good pc and internet connection at home or you didn't have a local cyber cafe where you could go and play with your friends or practice and such now that those two barriers have just been lifted because games exist or esport titles exist on mobile phones practically anyone with a mobile phone that can that has 2 gb or more ram can play pubg today people with less than 2 gb ram can even play games like garena free fire okay. everyone is a potential you know esports athlete today i think two things stood out for me because i had done research for a friend of mine he wanted to kind of have his own gaming contest and what he did was he was a marketing professional uh, mm-hmm. so he should do a lot of marketing for the cigarette companies alcohol companies and for them advertising is very difficult these are some of the things that they prefer advertising like gaming uh, you know stuff like that so he told me that one of the major things that pubg did one was like you know i could never imagine a 1.5 gb game on my phone like that was a big thing even to put it in a pc but it was broken that and i think the second thing is like i know a friend of mine who was traveling by bus from here to like the south and while traveling like you know through forest guards and all he's playing pubg so like even that slight limited data connectivity he's able to play a game so yeah. there were a lot of things that this mobile kind of you know revolution changed which which you know has really made it a, a, a big thing so let's move on to afk like why did you decide to like you know set this up <coughs> so while we were competing across the country you know there was no real place where discussion happened saying hey these are the best players in the in the country these are the best teams in the country there was no there was no real website or blog or even a forum that was doing this you know proactively um when things started becoming a little more structured you know bigger tournaments started coming into place and as we grew older and said we need incomes coming in we said is there a way for us to turn pro gaming into a career so we went out with our shitty ppts and then we went and uh, you know pitched to brands but every time you know brand decided to do due diligence they'd be like where's the proof that you won all these tournaments where's the discussion where are your fans all of that we didn't have any of that so that's when you know uh, personally i decided that you know all right maybe i'm too old to be a pro gamer but maybe i can set up the platform or the spotlight that's then shined on the next generation and that's really where afk gaming came from we decided that you know we wanted to be the platform or that uh, destination where there's content where there's people talking about the next generation of indian pro gamers very quickly we also realized that indian pro gaming is too small in 2012 and in 2017 we pivoted we expanded we raised a round of funding and we pivoted into an asian esports content company Oh, that's nice. So, uh, I have had a look at your website and all. Uh, do do you all cater to specific games? Like, I know you all cater to CS. Like, as what I saw, as far as I know, the website you have like CS, Dota, and then you all have mobile esports. Yes. So, is that cu- your current uh, set of coverage right now? And then, what are like the future plans for AFK? So, right now, like you said, uh, Dota, CS GO, and mobile esports are three verticals that we cover. Um, the reason why mobile esports isn't a particular game title like PUBG is because mm-hmm. you know these games have not proven longevity yet. Okay. For example, games like Dota and CS have been around for ten plus years. Okay. PUBG has been around for what two years now? Yeah. 
as soon as a game crosses crosses that two year threshold, you know that's when we have an internal way of saying that all right, you know this game has legs to stand. It will be an esports for the next few years, mm-hmm. and our objective is to use mobile esports as sort of a training ground to see which esport titles our audiences are sticking to, and then hype those off into its own vertical. Every year we're going to try and add one new game title for dedicated coverage. So, in your opinion, right now, which games do you think might become the next CS or the next? Dota. Like it's just an opinion. So. Um, the next CS yes, or the next Dota is a difficult question to mm-hmm. ask. But, you know, I think right now you look at a game like PUBG Mobile and it's blown past uh, Dota and CS's numbers in India at least. Possibly even in Asia. Yeah. Um, no, not in the Asian region, but in India for sure. But uh, what you want to do there is then identify which mobile games are also going to be esports. And mm-hmm. for that, our radar is, on, is really tuned in on Karina Free Fire. Uh, Mobile Legends, which is very popular in Indonesia right now, and uh, we're also looking at uh, the new League of Legends mobile game that's going to launch. Uh, we don't know the timeline of when it's going to launch, but all eyes are there because Tencent and Riot really have already done a fantastic job of creating esports titles. And then, uh, when you uh, focus on Asia, right? Other than India, which are the other markets you see where there are these massive, or is just all across Asia? No, it's very so. The answer to this question is bifurcated right because it's not so binary because just like a sport mm. cricket may be popular in one particular country football would be popular in another one so again within esports dota is popular in mm. regions like philippines mobile legends is popular in a region like uh, indonesia pubg is popular in india it, it's it's very fragmented that way okay so then but majorly where are your coverage countries mostly or is it all around asia all around Asia. Okay. So our sources of content are across Asia. Our audience is actually global right now. Anybody with, who speaks English and is interested in Asian esports, that's our target audience. Correct. And then in terms of content, do you all only do articles or do you all do videos? Uh, Written, video and social. Uh, we used to do live content in the past, but we've uh, taken a call not to do live content right now. We're focusing on written video and social. Uh, written and video are the key pillars for us. Social drivers basically. And then in terms of your content type, is it mostly reviews of the games or is it like, you know, general opinions, uh, opinions on esports teams? Like what is your content? Not, uh, no, no real game reviews. That's not okay. what we do at all. Uh, what we do is, you know, interviews with players, uh, okay. things like match coverage, highlights, mm-hmm. reports, um, even drama about, you know, popular esports players and personalities. That's the kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then how does it work on a day-to-day basis? So do you all have a team of writers and then, you know, how is it, you know, operated that way? Yeah, we have about 15 people right now in AFK. Um, this includes writers, video editors, script writers, on-camera talent, developers and a few sales staff. Okay, and is it all, all of them based in India or is it remote elsewhere? All based in India actually, uh, nice. between Mumbai and Delhi for the most part. Okay, nice. And like uh, like I mentioned, what is like the future plans now for AFK going forward? Like where do you all see it growing, uh, you know, in the next say, whatever, one to two years or something like that? Uh, we're trying to, so we, we've doubled down on the fact that, you know, Asian esports content works for us and, you know, there's a big market gap where um, there's a severe lack of Asian esports content for the global audience. And this is despite some of the best teams, tournaments and players being from the region. This is the gap that, you know, we're really trying to plug right now. Um, and, you know, to that end, we will be adding new game titles. One every year is what we're aiming for. Um, we're trying to add additional writers to help pump out more content. We're trying to focus on uh, growing our YouTube channels. We're seeing a lot of uh, growth on the back of exclusive content, especially for mobile esports. Um, a bunch of things that we're trying to do, but really the, the short to midterm objective is, you know, multiplying the number of impressions we get today. Okay. 
and then also on your website you've mentioned that you do sponsorships consultancy stuff like that so i just want to ask you from a business model perspective like how do you all make revenue right now so where's your revenue coming from today uh, prime sources of revenue are uh, services so consulting services uh, marketing services white label content creation for others that's the kind of stuff that we do today um we also do some content syndication or content partnerships with other websites okay um that's our current focus uh, what it shifted to at least over the last 3 months is since we've started seeing we launched our site in august and our new brand identity in, in just in august and we've grown essentially 10x since then and we realized that look we've got you know tons of people already coming to our site and youtube channels let's try and monetize this through uh, basic publisher monetization advertising that's one thing that we're focusing on immediately so we're talking to a bunch of um, you know ad tech companies to try and enable that for us mm-hmm. and in the long run you know while we've got people coming into our site once we've got since we've already got an engaged community we'll then flip the switch on user monetization as well mm-hmm. that's nice um so yeah one thing i would like to ask you is particularly in your opinion um when it comes to just say esports in india mm-hmm. uh, correct why do you think there's been such a change in terms of people wanting to you know just get into this on a professional basis is it is it the is it purely the money that's coming in or is it also like like i'm talking from a career perspective you know why why are people doing that is it purely because right now there's a lot of money and is this because it's something that's come from the developed countries where you had a lot of professional you know stuff there and and you know why did it why was it not there before okay so there's a fairly long answer to this yeah. one um anybody that plays video games at some point probably feels like hey what if i could get paid to play video games right. all my life right i think that aspiration it, it, it sure it's not you know it's not a wrong aspiration to have but it's definitely a misplaced understanding of how a pro gamer makes money really he's not just playing video games all day someone or he or she is someone that is competing training keeping physically fit while learn, while keeping their mind sharp while learning the best t- tips and tricks in the games right um what was holding india back for more of these people to enable uh, or rather what was preventing india from enabling more people to have such a career uh there were two things one is infrastructure we didn't have fantastic internet access to pcs is expensive beats me why but indian computer parts are charged as luxury tax over here for some reason oh. uh, um you've got uh, now you've got mobile phones which basically every kid has um all he's got to do is download uh, a 1.5 gb game he's got basically 1 gb of free data every day thanks to jio and its penetration model um what it's essentially done is it's removed the infrastructure barrier anyone and everyone now has access to play esport games or game titles competitively on their handhelds the second problem that india was facing was a social or rather a stigma against the fact that oh my son is playing video games oh my daughter is playing games all day you know yeah this is the kind of uh, stigma that existed because there was a lack of awareness of the fact that this is a massive industry um very real example of how this stigma is being listed just a couple of days ago i'm sure everybody's seen it by now but mukesh ambani made a statement saying gaming is the next big thing going to be larger than uh, you know movies and and entertainment combined and such i'm i'm don't quote me exactly i don't know what yeah. exactly he said but he said gaming is going to be the next big thing right yeah um that in itself got so much media attraction and none of my family members know what the hell i'm doing in gaming but everybody's phone call comes up saying wow mukesh ambani is supporting your industry i'm like no <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah like this this is this is just you know evidence that that social stigma has been lifted because back when i started afk gaming everyone is like why are you wasting your time on video yeah. games and now cut to 8 years later everybody is like you know fantastic mukesh ambani sees this as an opportunity too where do you see gaming going in india like essentially do you see it being more into the professional competitive side or you see it you know just getting adopted as a recreational uh you know kind of aspect yeah no i think uh where's the money going basically yeah. the money is going to i think you know as okay this is a again a slightly longer breakdown than yeah. i need to do so just like cricket right you could have someone playing cricket in the gully and he's having a good time by playing cricket but that doesn't make him a professional cricketer mm. but at the same time you could have someone playing at a ranji trophy or even higher or what not um and and that that then cat- categorizes him as a professional gamer right similarly with a a video game which is what it is really you can call it esports but esports are nothing but competitive video games you can either be a casual gamer or you can be someone that is aspiring or is a professional gamer even the professional gamer's career only exists because someone else thinks it is entertaining to watch him mm-hmm. play a video game mm-hmm. so at the core of everything is recreation and entertainment and i think i don't think they're two mutually exclusive sets a person that's playing pubg casually is most likely going to be the one that's watching another person playing pubg competitively so the money has to go with a focus on the fact that you know tencent has to make this game or any esport or any esport title producer or publisher has to make their game uh, viewer friendly spectator friendly right correct and at the core of that is entertainment and recreation yeah so as a developer like your money would then go you know how does a developer make money right a developer basically either they charge for the game or you know they've got free uh, micro transactions happening inside the game and they make money through that yeah. uh esports thus far has always been a marketing vehicle to drive more of one or the other paid uh, you know downloads of the game or driving micro transactions inside the game mm. however publishers are now realizing that we've got an ecosystem over here that functions very similarly to traditional sports traditional sports are able to make money by bringing on board sponsors by you know selling media rights to ott players and other you know content distributors esports is starting to take that approach as well a company like riot games has has already done this really well you know with with their entire league circuit uh, for league of legends they've started monetizing uh, everything from teams to the content produced for a particular tournament and a lot of developers are now taking a page out of this right playbook and are trying to make franchise leagues that's i think that's the future of uh, you know competitive esports going forward franchise leagues with media rights and sponsorships driving revenues across the ecosystem wow that's nice so cool i mean um, that's great i mean thanks for all your uh, input so far i would just like to end with like some rapid fire questions so which is like your favorite uh, esports game that you like to play i am a dota fan oh okay that's nice I've never played Dota, but yeah, my friend. Yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of years in, in playing Dota, so I think Dota is my go-to game. You know, if I ever, if I'm stressed out, I'll go on Dota. I'll play a couple of games, get even more stressed out because it doesn't help, <laughs> and then I'll go back to life. Uh, that's nice. And in terms of esports, who's like your favorite? Uh, I would say like personality, like even a YouTube or someone that you just like watching stuff like that. Lots of people actually. Um, I don't want to pick any particular favorite, but mm-hmm. I think. uh one personality that really got me hooked to or rather one personality that I used to follow a lot and I'm always rooting for is Dendy he's a Ukrainian Dota player and uh, you know up until a while ago 
he was considered the face of dota oh okay uh, and then what about um, your favorite kind of um, i would say going forward what what would you say is like a category of esports that you think is just interesting or just appealing like something that's picking up or some maybe a new game you see you know something like that which you find kind of interesting i am most excited for uh, moba game titles actually if they can enter the indian ecosystem so could you explain what that is so a uh, game like a multiplayer online battle arena that's okay. the genre okay. Uh, okay. games like dota essentially uh, okay. fall into the moba genre um, mobile legends bang bang is another game that falls into this genre i'm curious to see whether uh, mlbb itself or um, you know wild rift the league of legends mobile game can do what pubg mobile did in india Okay uh, so thanks thanks Ishan for coming on the podcast. No, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having thanks, me. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Onside podcast. Uh, make sure you don't forget to subscribe to our Spotify uh, podcast. We are also there on other major podcast platforms as well. Um and uh, we hope to see you in the next episode. Cheers.